When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Australian survivor is a survivor New Zealand. Survivor. 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 Twenty-one South Africans, twelve ordinary Australians. Sixteen New Zealanders. One million pounds. Million. Million. Hello everyone, Shannon Garcia getting you ready for our week one ex-interviews for Survivor UK for RHAP. I'm so honoured to be doing another franchise of Survivor Exit interviews and I really want to thank the BBC for facilitating this and being so helpful in getting the stuff across the line. We have two really fun interviews coming up. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched, but I mean, definitely click away if you haven't watched. But we have first an interview with Richard and then with Sabrina. And I thought they both brought a lot of fun and energy and insights. Like we clearly lost two great characters, but... And then we got two really fun interviews. So thank you so much for checking this out. We have so much content this week. Every week will be hopefully exit interviews, a recap with my co-host King George, and that should be out already. So hope you enjoy that one. We had some disagreements. We had some takes on the way that this first week has gone. And then I'll be doing check-ins with Rob on Patreon every week. And this week it is free on the main feed on YouTube for you to watch that one as well. And then it'll be on Patreon for the rest of the season. So thank you for checking out any of the content. Hope you enjoy these exit interviews and I will see you on the other side. Hi, Richard. How are you? I am fine, Darby Dorothy. How's yourself? I'm great. Thank you so much for being my first ever Survivor UK interview on RHAP. I have to say, I feel like you were a little stitched up in that challenge. You had two of the barrels. I, I personally, I don't put words in your mouth, but I really felt like being blamed for that did not feel fair to me. Um, do you know what? I could absolutely go down that route and say being blamed for it isn't fair, uh, but the reality um, at Survivor, um, the game is tactical from the day, like from day dot. We all knew that. Um, if the shoe had been on the other foot, I would have done the same um, and I would have played that. I'm a gutted, absolutely. I'm absolutely gutted. But that's the game of Survivor. Yeah, so it felt like what we saw was that Nathan was really driving it. Had there been any issues? What was your relationship with him like to get to that point where he kind of threw you under the bus with that? <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I don't think he was the only one. Um, I think that there was a wee bit of um, group forming um, over the first couple of days. Um, just like anything, um, you start to stick to people. Um I mean, I definitely had other people in mind of who I wanted to go. Um, but I think Nathan played it well. Um, I kind of thought it would come, um, especially with some of the skills that I have. Um, but as well as... Do you feel like he really was upset that you dropped the barrels? Or do you feel like there was like underlying things that he might have been kind of just using that as a scapegoat to get rid of you? Oh, absolutely. Um, I genuinely believe that 
Um, I would have been a really strong player um, if time had gone on, um, not just the, the the physical side. I know I'm a larger man and I know people have said that, but mm-hmm. I am actually quite a strong guy. No, there's nothing wrong with being a larger guy. It just means I'm larger than life. <laughs> um, and I mean, but I do have quite a good social game as well. Um, and I, I do really, really well with working with people. And I think he identified that from the off. And I think he's used that uh, um, as advantage and thought, get him out right at the start. Um, good play. From your perspective on Calatone, what was the tribe kind of dynamic? Who did you see? You know, Nathan seemed like he was part of it, but who did you see kind of leading the charge? Who did you see towards the bottom? What did you kind of see as like the broad power structure of the tribe? Um, just look at, I think we all got on quite well. I think that people will automatically drift towards um, Nathan uh, because he's quite a big guy, well-built. Um, so naturally, you're going to think that he's strong. I mean, basically, they quite see that sometimes just physical strength isn't enough. Um, and you'll be able to see that in episode two, um, that sometimes just because you've got the muscles doesn't mean that you have the plan. Um, I think another one there uh, in that power, and I call him a power couple, is Tanuki. Mm-hmm. Um, lover, absolutely fantastic girl. Um, but she's absolutely one to watch in this game. Um, not only is she good physically, um, but she's also good socially as well. Um, and I think she's going to be mentally resilient. Um, Rachel will be the mother of the group, I think. Um, I think she'll look and she'll play an honest game. And I think that that'll catch up with her. For me, um, the lower ones in there. And when I say low, I still mean that they've done really, really well to get as far as they've got as Lilani um, and potentially um, Jeff. But we'll see how that pans out. Yeah, so Tanuke is such an interesting one because it really felt like you seemed tight with her like, and she wasn't able to save you. Can you tell us a little bit about the relationship that you had with her? Uh, yeah, so I felt like I had a really good relationship with Tanuke and I felt like, you know what, we could really, really work together. Um, but there's always that bit and it's Survivor and it's that bit thinking in your head, what's going to happen? Um, do I think that she would have had my back if it had been 50-50? Yeah, I actually genuinely believe that she would have had my back. Um, because I think that we would have been quite a strong uh, pairing if we were to continue within that game. Um, however, I think that once Nathan started to get on board, she started to play her own game and didn't want to um, step her toe out of line because she wouldn't want to put herself in the chopping block. And for that reason, I think that's the reason why I went. Who did you consider your closest allies? Like obviously Tanuki, we saw that. Was there anyone else that you felt really close to in the tribe? Um, I'm quite a sociable person, so I feel quite close like quite close to a lot of them. Um, so Rachel would have been another one who I had some really, really great conversations with. Um, Jess is another one. Um, I can see myself working with Jess as well. Um, Lilani um, was also good. Um, and Matthew um, as well. Um, it's just like it's like having a little brother. Um, everybody, I suppose, I was only there quite a short time. And in that time, you're trying to build those relationships. So I'd spent a bit of time with everybody, really. Um, but yeah, probably they guys are the ones that I felt probably really closest to. What about Shy? We see that he's kind of on the outs and then like does really well in the challenge and that seems to really help him. From a social perspective, were you seeing out there what we saw in the broadcast just about him putting people off and making himself a little bit of an outsider? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's, it's not showing, but we're like, standing around that water cooler, we absolutely told him that he was starting to annoy people. 
And actually, that's probably the downfall in my game, if I'm being honest, because actually that's who I was looking for, him or Lilani. Um, in there, and I thought, here we go, I can actually do it. But then um, Rachel called it out uh, whilst we're at the watering hole, and that gave Shy an opportunity to apologise to everybody. Mm-hmm. Blew my game out of the water, really, um, and put my head in the chopping block. Yeah, interesting. So you end up voting for Leilani. Were you hoping that that would work? Did you feel like it was going to be your time? Obviously, you know, she did give you the barrel. So I kind of feel like you dropped her barrel that she had given you. But were you hoping that they would go in that, like, you know, physical mindset to to keep you around over her? Um. So there was a couple of reasons why I went with Leilani. It was mm-hmm. actually Rachel that gave me her barrel. Um, so Lilani gave hers uh, to Oh, Nathan. that's right. She was the um, first to give the barrel and then Rachel gave it to you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I get it. She was really small. She couldn't get it behind the yeah. line. That doesn't, mm. that doesn't mean that she's not strong, mm. but she would have been my pick to go. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, by the time I was getting to um, Tribal Council, I probably knew at that point there something was up. Like even just the conversations, people not being able to look at me whilst we're sitting at tribal council. I already knew at that point there. Um, and that's when I was sitting thinking, right, who am I going to go with? Who am I going to go with? Um, but yeah, um, do I feel a little bit hard done by? I'm going to say, yeah, I wanted that £100,000. I want to be the sole survivor. And given another opportunity, would I go back and do it again? Absolutely. I absolutely would. Um, but yeah, I just, it, it is what it is. It's the game of survivor. So in terms of Survivor, what was your fandom or experience with the show? I know it's not been on in the UK from a global perspective. Did you have much knowledge of the show going into it? Yeah, so I'm a fan. I'm not a super fan, so I'm not Ren um, or some of the other ones, uh, but I am a fan of the show. I do enjoy watching it. Um, I was prepared for the fact that it was going to be physical. I was prepared for the fact it was going to be mental. I was also prepared for the fact it was going to have to be a social game. Um, and I think that that was going to be my strength. I think they've realized quite quickly that it was also my strength. And that's the reason why they've gone for me. Yeah. How did you feel that kind of varied fandom affected your time out there? Because again, I know it's different. Some people like have seen everything. Some people have caught some of it. Some people had never heard of the show, they said, in the preseason content. So do you feel like some people were still working it out? Did you feel like there was a little bit of growing pains around how much everyone knew about like how the game we've seen play out globally from a strategic perspective has has really gone? Oh, so for me, there's quite a few people that just don't know what to expect out there. Um, And I think that's going to play a massive part in this game um, moving forward. Like I say, I'm like everybody else. I'm watching it moving forward. The advantage that I have now is I actually have met uh, these people. So I roughly know, like, well, I've met half of them. So I roughly know where where their head's at. Um, I think that that's either going to make or break people moving forward. Um, it's giving people the competitive advantage if they know if they don't know they're going to struggle yeah so uh, I see that you know Jess didn't vote for you she voted for Shy do you have any indication of was that you know to help like you was it based on a relationship there did she was she still really annoyed with Shy do you have any indication of why she was like kind of the lone vote who didn't pile on you yeah so to start off with for Jess we heart for her absolutely fantastic um (laughs) So I sat down, we had a chat, um, she gave me her reasons for voting for Shy at the time, and I absolutely get them. It's the same reasons why I was thinking about voting for him also. Um, it was starting to be annoying about camp, a wee bit lazy in times. 
his communication style wasn't that great. Um, and I think that she she had made her mind up that he was ready to go. Um, and we had that. Um, so I knew that when she was sat next to me at the tribal council, she was the only person that actually could keep eye contact with me. So she was, she was always someone I knew that wasn't going to vote for me. Do you think she knew you were going and just decided to throw a vote that way? Or do you feel like she somehow thought it was shy? Um, no, I don't, think, I don't think she would have known that I was going. I think there would have been conversations. Obviously, I wasn't party to everything. Mm. Um, and I do know that um, she did tell me that people had said my name. Um, and obviously, you, you don't see it on the show, but I tried challenging that as well to try and obviously, in the nicest way, throw someone else under the bus, survive. Mm. How much was losing that first challenge because Calatone were ahead and then, you know, with the fire and to lose like all those supplies, do you feel like that was just such a big part of those first couple of days and maybe contributed as well to like a very, you know, challenge mindset, physical mindset, which obviously there's other layers, but does, you know, play out in those conversations before the vote? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, I think it's really interesting. Um, you talk about the first challenge and you, we talk about strength and we talk about me going. Everybody's got their bit to play. And I think that we absolutely smashed it. Like, Calaton were right up there in the front. And I just think that it's just down to sheer luck at the, the building the fire um, and basically the conditions at the time. And that's what's resulted in uh, Lenena getting the, the string um, cut first. Um, in terms of how that's impacted on the beach, massively. Um, already everyone's going, yeah, we're on Survivor. Yeah, it's great. The reality is I'm starving. I need somewhere to sleep. I need something to eat. Um, and that's always going to wear you down. Yeah. Someone that we haven't really spoken about as much is Lawrence. Lawrence, I can already tell there's such a character. Were there any Lawrence stories? What was it like being on the beach with Lawrence, who just seems like a very out there personality? Oh, I, I, absolutely. I think I had quite a few conversations with Lawrence where I said, I have no clue what you're actually chatting about. Um, <laughs> and I say this with love. He's on a completely different planet. Um, <laughs> and I think that... Um, and once again, I say he's going to be the snake of the season. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just feel he's going to be the underdog. People are not really going to realise until he's too late. He'll be the viper, I reckon. Um, yeah, he plays like he doesn't know what he's talking about. Very intelligent man. Mm -hmm. Was there anything that we missed? Any like big moments or stories from those first couple of days that you want to let people know about? Um, yeah, so the bit about Shy, like we had, like there was about four or five of us around the the watering well, um, and I thought I had it, like I had people chatting around Shy, Shy to go, and then it just gets destroyed when Rachel turns around and goes, yeah, Shy, we're thinking about putting your name forward, gets the opportunity to apologise. Um, I think another bit that you don't see is the fact that our shelter completely uh, collapses um, and the bed just disappears at night and we're standing there. Um, it shows a picture of me just standing there, um, sorry, lying on the bed um, in, the, in the sun on, on the telly. The reality is that's probably the first time I actually lay down that whole that whole time. Um, I was up, I was out there, I was trying to make fire. I was building the shelter, so I was using my military experience to help build that shelter. Have a look at it now. It's lovely. This comes from my influence. Um, and I think that they came, they took, they robbed, they got rid of me. 
<laughs> well, I want to thank you for being my first Survivor UK X interview. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. And I still think you were a little bit robbed on the barrels. I mean, they don't need to vote people out on the barrels, but don't use it as an excuse when you were holding two <laughs> barrels, Richard. It's not fair. No, I absolutely appreciate that. Um, please watch. You're going to see a lot more twists and turns moving forward that I can guarantee. Okay, well, I can't wait. Thank you so much and hope you have a great day. Thanks very much. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Sabrina, hi. Welcome to RHAP. Thank you so much for being my second Survivor UK interview. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. I'm really excited to talk to you. I thought all your preseason stuff was amazing. Hiking and marathons of 300 kilometers. It made me feel very bad about myself, but genuinely incredibly impressive. (laughs) please don't feel bad about yourself I started in 2009 five stone overweight never having run a step before in my life so honestly it's please don't feel please don't feel that you you know you can't do these things everyone can do something Sabrina if I had 600 years I could not get to that (laughs) point I promise you that I'm very self-aware on this and Shannon with me as your coach we could do honestly (laughs) we could we could do (laughs) I don't feel like I'm signing up for this, but I appreciate the offer. I need to get um, your takes and and, and find out about Lenena as a tribe. Um, So we see these kind of like two alliances from the very beginning kind of form to get into this vote. It felt like your alliance we saw as Pegleg, Hannah and Lee as very much your people. Is that who you, you saw as like your closest connections? Absolutely. They were, they are my people. They were my people out there from the, from the very start. Um, And, and, yeah, and Doug, you know, and Doug was the, yeah. I think he was, the, he was the tribe member that, that Lee kind of brought in. And, um, but yeah, I think the three strongest relationships that I had from this, from the get-go was, was Hannah, Pegleg and Lee. Yeah. And why were there, was there any particular reason of like why you got on with those three people specifically? I think what I love about them all, I think that Peg is, you know, he's an older guy, you know, we're both parents, we we both come from the work that we do within the activism space, you know, him with, um, you know, athletes with disabilities and me from a diversity and running space. I think we, we occupy in our life a lot of the same ground in terms of being in kind of minorities and proving that we can do just as good as everyone else. And I, I just love his absolute shoot from the hit, take no prisoners. He sees it, he names it and and I love that in people Lee I just again he's an old soul he really is an old soul he's so wise and again I think the the trauma that he's been through in his life um that you know I won't I won't give any of that away I just felt such a connection to the guy he's so well read he's so intelligent and I just it was so easy to be around him and Hannah you know my day one um, as soon as I saw her again, she in her real life, she works, occupies the same kind of diversity and inclusion space that I do, but but in another sport. So there was just, you know, we're both women of color, you know, we're both black women, you know, and I'm and and I I just felt a total connection and a protection 
towards her. Um, so they were, yeah, from day one, it was, it became very, very evident that I wanted them. I wanted to protect them. I wanted to be with them. Yeah. So the, the name you mentioned was Doug. We also saw Ren kind of seemingly on the fence, maybe more in a swing vote position. Yeah. Did you have like, you know, personal relationships there? Do you have any indication of why they, or at least Doug didn't go with your side? You know, I absolutely adore Ren. Ren and I only um, really got close on kind of that 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 day, the day of, of my eviction at, at night. And, you know, they had kept themselves kind of, you know, between tribes, but and I think the uh, sorry, between tribes, between alliances. And I think that the other alliance had had more time with them. But when I had time with them that last day, oh, my God, there was I, I just I was like, why have and I, I think I said to them, which wasn't caught on camera. Well, it was caught on camera, but wasn't used. Like, why is it just now that we're finding all of this connection? In a sense, I kind of almost I knew it was too late maybe to sway their vote. But my God, and you, you don't see this in the episode, but I worked hard to try and convince them that I would have them. And I think with Doug, Doug voting for me was the biggest surprise because he just, he played it so well. He's Scottish. I'm half Scottish. We were talking about so many deep issues. He's so funny. We were singing together. You saw some of it. And I absolutely, I can say it now, I had absolutely no idea. He played it so well. I had no idea that he was voting against me. Mm -hmm. Did you have any indication that he was even like between sides or you felt like he was very much like with you guys? Honestly, I think that I had no idea. No, he played it so well. I had no idea he was between sides. I 100% believed because of what he was saying to me, because of how he was talking to the Alliance, because of the, the character that I really believed him to be in his soul, that once he made a pact, that for that man, that was it. That was it. And wow, mm. how wrong could I have been? Something I'm so interested in is that you and Hannah voted for Ashley, but Lee and Pegleg voted for Rach. So was there confusion there? Was it a planned split vote no. with Doug and Ren? Like, no. why was there that kind of disparity there? I split the vote because I believed wholeheartedly that there was an idol in play. There was absolutely an intelligent, strategic reason that the vote was split. Was it, did you think Ren was with you? To, to split with those numbers or was that a consideration? We weren't, yeah. I mean, uh, this is a big part of the conversation, I, the, what I just said about me mm -hmm. spending so much time with Ren um, yeah. after we lost, uh, you know, kind of in the morning and then after we, after we lost the challenge and we were in that kind of scrambled state was to, to really try and show them because I hadn't spent enough time with them um what I was about and um, what I wanted to do and 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 to try and to try and sway them somewhat so that maybe what they saw in tribal council would impact I knew it was a long shot but also as I say I wholeheartedly believed um that idol that and if an idol was in play the split vote was mm -hmm. the best way to go about potentially a revote 
and in a Revo, mm-hmm. then I was pretty certain that I might win. But, you know, it it's Survivor, you know, it's Survivor. And yeah, yeah, I... Mm-hmm. Make some mistakes. I absolutely uh, hold my hands up to that, and but I had fun in the process. I really did. Well, I'd love to hear about Ashley, Rach, Chris, like the tribe members we haven't spoken about as much. Who were on that other side? Two of them getting votes from your side. Where was the distance there? I know that there was, you know, some blame games from the challenge perspective with Rach. How did it get to the point where it was like we kind of have these two warring factions so early on? I think that I think it was it was really when I was out there, it was really quite obvious to me from the get go that I don't know, you know, I just I go so much by gut feeling and I just felt as if there was some fear. There was a bit of kind of almost day one, almost the two alliances were kind of people was just spending more time together. And. I don't know. I, you know, I, I look at the episode now and I, I try and remember what it was like on the island. You know, we were such a close knit tribe. Like when we were winning, we were winning and it was together and and it felt very authentic and really real. And it was, I wholeheartedly believe it was. But ultimately, you know, as you know, you've, sp- you've spoke to so many survivor contestants that you start to get paranoid. You start to think, oh, my God. If, if we lose a challenge, an immunity challenge, who are the people that, who are the people that are kind of coming for me potentially because of this vibe, this feeling, these people that are going and talking to each other and maybe when you walk over that the conversation stops or it changes and I'm a 45 year old mum, I've got four kids and three grandkids. So if, if people are doing things they didn't shouldn't necessarily be doing and I'm not part of it I kind of my sixth sense is um is is quite on with that and I could feel it um I think that I think that Ash getting the injury for me for me it was I knew that I were I knew that personality that I am which I've got my notebook here to show you which before I went into the game and I wrote down all the things not to be I wrote down a list when I was in the, the hotel on lockdown of don't, these things don't not not to do to to kind of be seen as a target. And I just I got it as soon as I got on that ship. Couldn't stop my natural personality coming through. You know, I am a motivator. I am a leader. I I'm your ultimate hype woman. And I make no apology for that. It's just it's the woman that I am for so many years. I. I didn't feel as though I had a voice. So when I really reclaimed it three years ago, I I am that positivity. I, if I'm on your team, I'm on your team. And I, I want to vocalize that. And as I say, I make no apologies for it. But I absolutely, when I saw kind of how those seeds started to be planted, and I was like, okay, all right. I, I kind of feel where this is going. So therefore, it's absolutely imperative that, I put 100% into ensuring that we keep winning. And yeah, God, that water challenge. Oh my God, <laughs> it was it was horrendous. Yeah, it looked like there was so much stuff with the challenge. As you mentioned, like Ashley gets the injury. Then you and Rach with the knots, there was difficulty. You, oh, you know, who should oh, take the blame for that? How is that kind of playing into these already, you know, pretty separate dynamics? Yeah, and I think that, 
you know, the, the key thing for me is like, when I get it wrong, I'm going to admit it. Like, I'm going to tell you. And I think you saw me in the episode as soon as I swam up to hand over to Christopher, I said, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And I, I take responsibility for that. I, hindsight's a great thing, isn't it? Hindsight's a great thing. I take responsibility for my part in that. I could not, that those, that final knot was so tight. And no matter how much breath I tried to get in, I couldn't maintain enough breath to stay down there and undo it. And my strategy when I went back to the camp and knew that we'd start to, to, you know, talk to people about boats was, I'm taking responsibility for my part in this. We lost that task because of that. We lost that task because Rachel and I could not get that undone. And, you know, I'll take responsibility, but like, hold your hands up too. And, and that's where that came from. I was like, I'm, I want to apologize to you, my tribe. If it hadn't been for that, we wouldn't have lost. But okay, I know I've got a target on my back. Am I the only one that's going to be owning up to their their stuff here? And and I kind of didn't think that was fair. So yeah, Rachel saw it as me throwing her under the bus and that she, um, you know, in the episode, um, she she said, you know, she tried 100%. And, and she did and I did. But ultimately, that task is what sent us to that elimination. So in terms of your experience with the show and your fandom, I know that it's a little bit different for everyone coming from the UK. What was your kind of knowledge of the show before you came in? And how do you feel like that kind of manifested when you were out there? Oh my God, Shannon, I had never heard of the show before I went in. I had never, ever, ever. No, I had never heard of Survivor. I didn't watch it when it was on in the UK. Um, I was contacted in January via Instagram about the show um, about a show and I, I get contacted about lots of things lots of different reality shows over the years I have been because of what I do and the and the the kind of profile in, in terms of the work that I do over here in the UK and I was like what is it and and I was told you know watch a couple of episodes um and I'm gutted that, Kit, that George isn't on here with you now as well but, um, <laughs> I'm sorry no, I'll tell no, him to say no, hi it's fine no <laughs> it's fine um but I I was told, watch Australian Survivor, like watch a couple of episodes, have a look at it. Oh my God. The first couple of episodes I watched, I was like, how have I, where have I been? This show is exactly the kind of stuff I've loved. It's challenge. It's social strategy. It's not having enough food. It's making fire. It's all of the stuff that in my life, in my in my sport as ultra running that like I do like I live on very rations of food I sleep in the wild I I do all of that I couldn't believe that I didn't know what a phenomena it was around the world and when I thought about it and I thought you know what Sabs if you're gonna do one show like this then why not try and see how far you get that was it honestly it was I'm not, you know, I didn't know how many people were going for it, but I was like, I'm very much grab the opportunity, you know, and I knew that even if it was one person that watched the show and they're like, you know what, I want a little bit of, I want a little bit of that energy that, you know, I'm known enough kind of in what I do that it's easy to find me. And I'm all about if I can just change one person's perspective on their situation, job done. And I'm already a winner because. Yeah, like the people that have reached out to me and 
honestly I could I could it's it's just so so beautiful it's so beautiful I, I did exactly what I wanted to do and that's all with everything that I do my book the work that I do with my charity it's about empowering and just showing people no matter where you come from like you're safe here you know I got you I got you well, I apologize that I wouldn't be adding to the impact, at least in terms of, you know, joining the the ultra marathon running. But <laughs> it was still so great to have you on the show. Just a final question, given that the vote was split between Rach and Ashley, who was your primary target between the two of them? You know, assuming no idol, both can go home. Who would you have wanted to go home and why? I would have wanted Ash to go home because... Rachel is a strong, beautiful woman. I adore her. I think that she got a rough ride on episode two. I think that, you know, if you look into the episode, look behind what's going on and yeah, all is not as it seems. So I I love Rachel and I think she was really strong and she would have been an asset to the tribe. So I would have wanted Ash to go home. I think I would have wanted Ash to go home. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for the insight. Thank you so much for the interview. And it was great to chat to you. You too. Thank you so much, Sabrina. Bye. There you have it, everyone. Hope that you enjoyed those exit interviews. To recap what's going on with the recaps, we have these exit interviews, clearly, then the recap with George, and then the patron podcast with Rob, which this week is not just for the patrons. We've made that one live. It's also on YouTube, and then we'll be for the patrons going forward. So I hope you sign up to that. If you do, you can also catch the very tail end of my big brother coverage with Rob for this recap, which is going into its absolute final weeks. I'm also covering Survivor 45, US Survivor, usually on Survivor Global, this week covering for Rob and Stephen on the know-it-alls of Stephen as being a parent and Rob is at the LA live show. I will be live with Kristen Hubicki right after the episode. So very excited about that. A lot of content happening, a lot of Survivor. Thank you so much for joining me in this new Survivor UK journey. I really appreciate it. As always, follow me at Shannon Gates so you don't miss any of the content and I will see you next time. Bye. Australian Survivor. Survivor New Zealand. Survivor. Survivor. South Africans, 12 ordinary Australians. 16 New Zealanders. Give them the swamp. 1 million pounds. Million euro. Million shekels. I did. Million rubli. Tribes of the tribe 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 of the tribe